Hello, hello, and welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Marlin's Corner. Uh, today's episode is going to be about two Netflix Rex, aka Netflix Rex, where I'm going to recommend uh, a show uh, and a movie to you. And then lastly, we'll uh, talk about our Captain America, Anthony Mackie, and his variety interview that's uh, hit Twitter with a whole lot of uh, interesting statements and comments. But to start things off, let's discuss our first Netflix rec. Uh, this, is a TV, this is a series on Netflix by the name of Trece. This is based on a Filipino comic series written by Bujit Tan and illustrated by Kaijo Baldissimo. It's a story uh, that follows Alexandra Tresse. She's a detective who deals with crimes of supernatural origin. Now, if you are a fan of Supernatural, you watch Underworld, any kind of supernatural lore or detective show, this follows uh, a very similar line of work. Uh, More so is Supernatural because, again, this is Alexandra Tresse as a detective, the supernatural detective. She knows how to speak to uh, the creatures that exist in the night, uh, specifically in Manila, in the Philippines. Uh, These are all creatures that exist in that culture that have pre-existing lore that are brought to life on the screen, illustrated thusly, and it looks fantastic. Uh, If you get a chance to check it out, really admire some of the illustrative work when it goes to creating these creatures. Big ups to the original creators of the series um, for the comic version because, again, the adaptation looks fantastic because of that source material. This is an example of Netflix really taking an opportunity and a chance on a lot of other um, graphic novels that exist outside of uh, DC and Marvel and really mixing it up a bit. And I feel personally like this series is a definite win when it comes to their Netflix original animated series or however they're titling them now. So definitely check it out. It has a really awesome cast of individuals they have booked for it. It's six episodes. Some of the, the voice actors in this are Lou Diamond Phillips, Dante Bosco, Darren Chris from Glee, Steve Bloom, uh, Manny Jacinto, Nicole Scherzinger from the Pussycat Dolls. Uh, they got everybody in this doing some kind of cameo or some kind of voiceover act, uh, role, and it's just fantastic. They go into such detailed descriptions of this supernatural hierarchy as well as just the... Uh, the, the ways that, that Tresse as a character is able to find these creatures, do all of this detective work to, to understand like, like what power was used here, who was used there. And it, just, it's, it also does an amazing job of showing you creatures that exist in the real world and how they would adapt to being around in 2021 uh, or, or however time period the show is based on it really gives you an it really gives you a lot of lore behind great if you were a nature spirit how would you react to being uh in 2021 like like what kind of things would you change about your your culture yourself to fit this new modern world? And it gives you all that all those details and more. So definitely check out Tresse. It's so awesome. It's so awesome they even did a Tresse After Dark uh, uh, episode slash special, I guess, where they go over the show and the comic with the uh, series originators, the show runners, as well as a few of the uh, voice actors as well. So. 
Check it out. It's fantastic. Six episodes for season one. I'm really looking forward to season two if Netflix continues to go with it, which again, fingers crossed. I know they have a very interesting policy about continuing the series, but I am truly hoping we see a season two of Thresse. It's fantastic. I think the only knock folks had for it is as a show that uh, has to that has Tagalog dialogue. They were, uh, I think, uh, 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 someone who was reviewing the show stated that the Tagalog used was the formal uh, as opposed to the contemporary. So it was very romanticized. Some of the dialogue in the Tagalog version, uh, and again, he. They even listed that this was a small knock to the show, but they're hoping that it might be a change for season two if they take this little bit of note to adjust in the future. But check it out. Even in the English version, there are lines of dialogue that are in Tagalog, uh, specifically around spells or just around communicating to uh, a lot of older or younger folks. Definitely check out Tresse. You will not be disappointed. The next thing I'm going to talk to you about right now is Wish Dragon Also on Netflix, this is a movie. You might have seen advertising for it. It has this big pink dragon uh, and this young man. Uh, The show is about a determined teen, Dean, who is longing to reconnect with his childhood best friend when he meets a wish-granting dragon who shows him the magic of possibilities. Uh, This is a movie that you'll find on Netflix, and it's also been um, added to their Representation Matters collection, which I did not know that they had, but apparently there's a collection of Representation Matters on Netflix. Uh, It's another big bow on this movie is that it's uh, produced by Jackie Chan. He produced this this movie uh, for mainland China. It's also also a uh, Chinese-American collaboration. Um, This is from the same studio that that started the Shrek, uh, <laughs> the Shrek franchise. So they're also getting their fingers in this. It has voice actors from Jimmy Wong, Constance Wu, John Cho, and Ronnie Chang from The Daily Show. So they really have a really awesome cast of Asian Americans who are uh, Asian Americans as well as Chinese actors as well as actors from all over that are represented in this film um, specifically that takes place, again, in Shanghai. Uh, They definitely talk a lot about food, talk a lot about uh, just the understanding of starting from the bottom, working your way up, hard work, uh, not giving up on your past, sorry, not forgetting your past, and just the strength that comes from family. It's a really fun show, a fun movie. It'll definitely remind you of Aladdin. They definitely tweaked a few things. So instead of there being a genie, there is now a dragon. Instead of there being a lamp, there is now a teapot. So there are some changes here and there. I think the best change is that this includes a villain that is um, really goofy, really silly, and is kind of the middleman for a while. So just check it out. It's really interestingly written and done in a way that, yes, it's similar to Aladdin, but it also has a lot of original ideas are bringing to this specific wish-driven adventure uh, that uh, Din is going on. Uh, this is on Netflix. Check it out. It's a really cute date night movie, family night movie. It's going to bring some smiles to you. Some It's really goofy. The animation is very over the top. If you've seen... Uh, um, the Mitchells versus the Machines, uh, or even the Minion series, or with Gru in them, very similar uh, 
leg movement, body movements are quick, fast, and rapid to kind of really show off how silly and lanky everyone's bodies can be. Uh, but it's a, it's a fun ride. It's a fun time. Check it out. It's on Netflix. It's about an hour and 40 minutes long, uh, and you will absolutely enjoy it uh, with the crew. So definitely check that out. And that is the end of my Netflix Rex. If you yourself have any Netflix recommendations, let me know. Netflix is a wide ocean of content, and I couldn't possibly watch it all. But if you yourself are going to direct me to something that you think I should look at and should review, I am absolutely down to check it out uh, because Netflix, again, has so many things. And who knows, maybe I'll even have to change my VPN, maybe change to a different location to find some smaller nuggets of shows. Let me know. I'll check it out and we'll talk about it on here. And lastly, we are going to talk about a little bit of drama going on with our Captain America, Sam Wilson, also known as Anthony Mackie in IRL. Um, So Anthony Mackie uh, was a part of a variety interview where he discussed his role as Captain America, um, his transition from being Falcon to Captain America, as well as some shipping that fans have been prone to do that happened between Sam and Bucky. And so the statement kind of caused a bit of backlash, quote unquote backlash on the social medias. So we're just going to talk about it here and kind of dissect and go over it a bit. And I'll share with you uh, my takes from this whole interaction here. So in the interview, Sam is inquired about fans uh, who are interpreting Sam and Bucky's relationship as romantic or sexual uh, and Anthony goes on to state this. So many things are twisted and convoluted. There's so many things that people latch onto with their own devices to make themselves relevant and rational. The idea of two guys being friends and loving each other in 2021 is a problem because of the exploitation of homosexuality. It's used to, it used to be guys can be friends, we can hang out, and it was cool. You would always meet your friends at a bar, you know. You can't do that anymore because something as pure and beautiful as homosexuality has been exploited by people who are trying to rationalize themselves. So something that's always been very important to me is showing a sensitive masculine figure. There's nothing more masculine than being a hero and flying around and beating people up. But there's nothing more sensitive than having emotional conversations and a kindred spirit friendship with someone that you care about and love. Sam and Steve had a relationship where they admired, appreciated, and loved each other. Bucky and Sam have a relationship where they learn how to accept, appreciate, and love each other. You'd call it a bromance, but it's literally just two guys who have each other's backs. Now, this portion of the interview uh, is like right in the middle. And, you know, they, of course, ask him about a lot of other things. Uh, But this statement was taken uh, and... Like most statements that are taken from interviews, it was all over the Twitter sphere. And here are some, uh, here are just two uh, comments from another blog site that posted it. So we can just kind of have um, some evidence of where people were feeling in their, in their mindsets from Twitter. And Twitter definitely is known for being a bit more aggressive in their uh, communication to through things that they uh, find to be uh, wrong. So here's one tweet here. Uh, Anthony Mackie waited until Pride Month to talk about how annoying it is for gay people with, with no representation in the MCU to headcanon their faves as gay. 
another comment someone wrote about is, please stop asking about gay shipping in 2021. I would prefer to be blithely unaware that Anthony Mackie is so uncomfortable with queer readings of his characters that he thinks he can't hang out at bar with his dude friends. Now, it is important to know that um, for me, when I read both of these things, I tried to find what is the... What's the, the the nugget of truth or where was the individual who is making these statements trying to come from or where is it ultimately the point they were trying to make? Um, so starting with Sam's statement, the question um, that is posed to Sam uh, is just, you know, his feelings about, you know, people believing that uh, he and, you know, Bucky as a character have this uh, other re- other relationship um, that's, you know, that's been interpreted as a budding romance. And I do think that what's important to know here is that uh, in Anthony Mackie's message, uh, he explicitly is stating that he doesn't feel his characters, his character as a whole uh, fits within the realm of homosexuality. And he feels like it's important to note that he doesn't want it to, he he doesn't want uh, an exploitative uh, interpretation of his character. And I think that that word, it was used a few times um, to describe what he didn't want happening. And I kind of thought to myself, well, why would he use that word exploitation of homosexuality? And ultimately, I think what he was trying to say, or at least alluding to, is that here's the character he's presenting that he has mentioned is sensitive uh, and uh, likes to talk and have these um, very healthy relationships. And again, this is something that we talked about in Geek Force, where Sam definitely is all about talking. He's definitely all about um, confiding with people and really building trust and love and appreciation um, with the people that he's friends with. And I think what he was trying to allude is that, yo, I think it's important that we show um, that men can be friends with men on a level of trust and love that needs to be broadcast out there so folks don't feel like, oh, he's just sensitive. If you grew up in a black household or a, a household where um, there's often that cousin or that uh, nephew where a lot of the uh, older relatives would use the word sensitive as kind of coded language for like, oh, he, he, he might be gay. We don't know, but he's a little sensitive. Uh, it's always used in a very derogatory sense, like, oh, he's a, a sensitive person or like, be careful around him. I think Anthony Mackie said that, yo, I want to portray this um, superhero, which again, superheroes are portrayed as very masculine. I want to portray a superhero that's definitely masculine. He flies around, he fights people, but he also is in touch with his sensitive side of, hey, I want to have emotional conversations and I want to have a an, an attachment to you through friendship, through that love. And I think that's, you know, what he was ultimately like alluding to, like, yo, like this character uh, by design, here's what I'm trying to present. Here's what I want to represent um, to the community that I'm representing too. So I think that was kind of his nugget of truth in his statement. I think on the other side with Twitter, their nugget of truth was that, hey, we currently do not have any out LGBTQ plus um, superheroes in the MCU. We don't see it. We know that in Loki on Disney Plus, they're just going to be alluding to Loki being bisexual, but we're not going to see any out front um, signs of that. And I think folks from that community are stating we want representation as well. And that's what their nugget is coming from. Like, yo, we haven't seen it. And we know that in Marvel Comics and in DC Comics, there are a lot of superheroes 
heroes that fall within the lines of LGBTQIA. So they exist in the comics. They have not been translated to the big screen yet. And that is something that is wrong and needs to be addressed. And I do think that hopefully Kevin Feige decides to do something about it. I know that Disney is this kind of family-oriented organization, but I think there is you know, a need to expand what family means. And I think Disney still has a very antiquated view of what family looks like. And they also are definitely prone to doing a lot of things that feel exploitive. And I think that also is what Anthony Mackie was getting at. He knows that, hey, that oftentimes they are, they potentially will change a character to fit an audience or to fit the the most people who will come to a project and give their viewership. And I think he wants to make sure that, yo, this character by design uh, is designed this way and I'm, and I'm presenting him this way. And I do think that ultimately another nugget of truth from the Twitter sphere is I do think that it's important that maybe we don't ask celebrities about shipping um, because as fans, we can ship who we want and know that, great, I can write some fanfic about them. I don't necessarily need to know if this is something that aligns with uh, the actor. And I think that's that's what's great about fanfic is that, yo, like, I just thought it up and I'm just going to write it, I'm going to type it out. And this is something that I, you know, thought up, you know, of my own IP. Uh, I think it's also important to know that as an actor, specifically Anthony Mackie, when it comes to uh, asking them about this role, it's important to know that Anthony Mackie and Sam Wilson have such overlap in terms of who they are. If you read the comics um, about uh, Falcon, you know that his backstory is vastly different from the MCU. And you also know that, the that of course, you know, the reason being, you know, he talks to birds and whatnot, but you also know that even his origin has changed. And it's changed so much that it's perfectly aligned with Anthony Mackie. In the comics, Sam Wilson is from Harlem. In the MCU, Sam Wilson is from Louisiana, like Anthony Mackie. You see that they fully have almost blurred the lines to where Anthony Mackie uh, ends and Falcon begins. Like they've almost become the same person. And Anthony Mackie has taken upon himself to truly align uh, himself with this character. He has a group of people that he's hoping to represent. He's, he's hoping to be this black male role model that is in touch with his emotions and to show men that, great, you can confide in your male friend. You can say you love them. You can have these emotional and these sensitive discussions and know that it's just a part of you having each other's backs and that's healthy. That's the way relationships should be formed. So there is, you know, again, that nugget that's coming from Anthony Mackie and there are also nuggets that are coming from the Twittersverse. So I do think that ultimately you have two sides that are arguing valid points, that are arguing concerns that exist. And I think what it comes down to is the MCU and Kevin Feige. If we want representation that feels sincere, that feels uh, like it's, you know, earned and not there just to pull in this, this money. So, it, you know, we, we definitely don't want a situation where the queer baiting folks to come and watch a show or a movie because of the, the hint that there might be um, some uh relationships budding there. We've, we've seen it happen with Beauty and the Beast, where they were hinting at LeFou, and you get like maybe a two-second uh, shot of him dancing with another male character. We've, we've seen them do relationships that are same-sex in the background that are like, oh, like if you, you have to really pay attention. So we know that Disney can definitely be exploitive when it comes to showing off uh, their solidarity with uh, 
the LGBT community. So I do think that it's important to know that that has happened before. And Anthony Mackie's mentioning, yeah, like, I'm not going to say names, but it has happened before. And it's definitely exploitive. And I don't think it's, you know, fair that it, it happens this way. But I also think that we maybe shouldn't be asking celebrities about shipping anymore. Shipping is strictly a fan service type thing where we make it up ourselves and we go with it. I don't think we need to pull in other people uh, to ask, hey, do you approve of this? Because ultimately, they're going to give you a statement like this. It's like, yo, like I embody this character this way because this character means X, Y, Z to me, and it might not align to where fans might see that character existing for them. So those are the kind of like my food for thought, my nuggets. If you are someone that has um, maybe your opinions, I would love to hear more about it. This definitely is something that uh, I had to like really dive into and like think about and like really see uh, that, yo know, that there was definitely, you know, a lot of true statements. And I always come into things with positive intent in mind and try to pull away and parse away a lot of the negativity and figure out what's the root of the issue and what is ultimately the person trying to say and just how are they saying it. I don't think that Anthony Mackie is saying anything that he's trying to or even attempting to be homophobic or just be anti this. I think if anything, he's just opening up to his truth and letting you know that as an African-American man, here's where he's coming from as presenting this African-American male character in the MCU now as Captain America and just all these things that come with it. So that's kind of, that's kind of where he's coming from. I would love to hear from you. You can hit me up on Instagram at mmwillif 14 Love to hear your feedback, your thoughts on it. We can definitely have a dialogue and see uh, where we land on and see if we can agree or disagree or if you can ask something I didn't even think about. I would love that, that kind of dialogue. Um, but with that being said, thanks for tuning in this week from Marlon's Corner. I appreciate your viewership. Um, make sure you follow me on Instagram and you'll be able to get some of the little segments and snippets of me uh, talking and sharing things, my cats maybe, who knows. And then from this, we'll see where we branch out to maybe get our own little channel so we can uh, have some more uh, connecting thoughts. But have a great day. I'll see you next week. Uh, wash your hands, wear a mask. We're almost out of this and uh, be gone. This episode of Marlin's Corner was produced in Richmond, California.